0: What is up? We're at week eight. It's great. I'm feeling good. It's actually been snowing outside, you know, it's a little bit chilly, but the results are coming thick and fast. So we're gonna head to our GMs. how's Daske, how you think?
1: Good, thanks, Ola.
2: House of O three.
1: House of three baby.
2: Super.
3: Right, it's in the
2: roads, it's snowing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one bar wildy, para Antics express
3: hell yeah all
4: good man
0: and Lancashire she shutting the door
4: let's oh, not shut this way
0: well let's reopen that door and let's reopen these discussions to talk about the southwest the first team seems like a team that we always talk up first especially in this division is h-town home place of travis scott and formerly, birth her home place of James Harden, that is the Houston Rockets, who are sitting at five hundred right now. Bray, lead us off.
3: Yeah. Um, so we talked about these guys what three weeks ago, um, and I was very happy that James Harden uh, had been traded, and I'm still very happy. They've they've been fantastic. They're eight and five. Sans Harden, um, and they're all these guys. Like, you just love to see a team like this. They've all got a chip on their shoulder. They try really, really hard. They all, like, go balls to the wall when they're playing. And um, they've been really good offensively. And now we're starting to see St- um, Stephen Silas come into his own. Um, and, he, you know, he, he's really been able to um, put his coaching mark on things, which is great, um, and doesn't have that kind of James Harden thing hanging over him. So really, really happy about that. They were one and two this week with Ls to the Spurs and splitting games um, against the Thunder. Um, Now, in the Spurs game, um, DeMar uh, DeMar DeRozan um, was just the best player on the floor. It was a close one, um, which they lost. And um, OKC, they managed to lose even when SGA is out, um, which isn't ideal because, honestly, um, you know, they're in the same division. And while the Spurs have a better record, um, Houston should be looking at them going, we're equals we need to get these, get these wins in where they're possible, beat teams with better than, um, making sure that they're, they're winning, winning enough games against these easier matchups, um, I think. Um, but um, yeah, the West is an absolute bloodbath. Um, they're 500 and they are, what, 10th? Like, it's just not even funny.
0: Front runner for most improved, Christian Wood goes down week to week with a right ankle sprain. Uh, He's supposed to be evaluated on a weekly basis during this week. How much does this hurt their chances of really making the playoffs, bro? Um,
3: I think here's where you'll start to see them drop off at the moment. They're in the, you could put them in a similar bracket to like the Warriors, the Kings, the Rockets, the Grizzlies. And then they're going to fall to that next tier of the Pelicans, Thunder. Mavs are down there at the moment. And I think you'll just see them drop off because Christian Wood is an absolute animal. And two weeks is a long time. Maybe they get lucky with COVID breaks from other teams because if guys on other teams are out, it, it gives them a chance because they do play hard every night. But um, it's going to be complete chance as to whether that happens or not. And they're really going to miss Wood.
0: One guy that has picked up the slack for the Rockets recently is Eric Gordon. He's been averaging 23 points this week. He's both started and come off the bench. What have you seen from, from EG? You
3: turn about the clock. And we kind of only he was very much a spot up shooter um, with with James Harden on the floor because James just had the ball so much. But Eric can create. He's got a little bit of that Lou Will in him where he can just go out and get buckets. um, And you you just love love to see it. He's obviously a journeyman in the league. He's been around a long time. Knows what he's doing. um, And uh, isn't afraid to to take a lot of shots and and score over twenty.
0: Speak about turning about the clock. This next team is doing just that this season, and the Rockets just lost to them, lost them in the last game, and that is the San Antonio Spurs. So let's head down to Texas uh, with House Leskin.
1: As we've established before, best team in Texas. Um, yeah. So before I talk about the uh, Houston game. Last time you spoke about Spurs, which was two weeks ago, they were 8-6. and six. Now they're 13-10, so they went on a 5-4 and four run since then. Pretty good. And 2-0 and this week, one of the games was being the Rockets. And I managed to catch uh first half of the Rockets game. And one thing to note is that Lamarcus Aldridge is injured. So Jakob Perta stepped in as the starting centre. And there's also been additional minutes for players like Lyles and Eubanks. And watching that game, you just see the energy from the Spurs team. They were just so active running around. I think they had five blocks in the first quarter and it was just super fun to watch the Spurs team play. Um, And, yeah, Jakub last game, I think he got 19 points. Him and DeMar Rosen were a really great tandem down the stretch against the Timberwolves in a game which was much closer than it should have been. But I really like where the Spurs are going. Yeah, in that Timberwolves
0: game, Spurs are actually down nine, six minutes to go. And then DeRozan has this monster dunk, which really sparked the run and good play from Paddy Mills. Let's speak about DeMar. So he had his third 30-point game um, and he's, he's done that in back-to-back games. And considering yeah. the Spurs are 13-10, and 10, what have you been seeing from him in terms of leading this team and being the, the number one option?
1: Great point on that DeRozan dunk. I'm not sure if it's just DeRozan. Uh, but whenever I see DeRozan dunk, I just... When I see a DeRozan dunk, I just think of the word crunch. Like, the way he dunks it just reminds me of, of a crunching dunk every time I see him. Maybe it's just the way he clocks his arm back or the way he just approaches it. I just think it's just such a crunching dunk, and I only... Th- Think the Rosen when I think of the word crunch. And I just love the idea of calling in Cats and Crunch every time I see him doing a dunk. um That's just something I've always spotted and just noticed. I'm not sure if anyone else agrees with it, but in my head, the Rosen is catching Crunch just because he always has crunching dunks. But back to his uh, overall game.
5: season. Gone? Yeah, every season, he at least has one or two monstrous dunks. So yeah, I do agree. I understand. He always graphic as
3: well. Always in yeah. traffic. He's not, like, doing 360s on the break. He's yamming it with, like, three people in the lane. Love it. Set
2: defence, man. Yeah. And every yeah, time, when it you seems say like it's a dunk where you have to go, ooh, <laughs> every time. Yeah. It's ridiculous.
1: He is arguably my favourite in-game dunker. And where Bray said, yeah, I might say crunch, because where, where I see it, said, oh, he just crunched a guy. Or he... It, just a guy and the rim this is uh what's it called it's a collateral the rim and the guy get crunched together uh-huh. um so i was watching so obviously when you watch the more i need some stats to back up my thinking of it and i saw actually historically no, not historically last year the spurs were ranked 30th in percentage shots at the rim frequency of shot at the rim frequency which is lowest in league and this year they're now middle of the pack and part of it is lamar's ability to drive to the rim. uh only trey young has got more drives to oh, only trey young has a percentage of points have come from the 3 throw line more than Damar. and only three other players have got more drives per game than Damar. so he's making concerted efforts to drive to the rim and this has helped him uh i think he's 12th in the league at free throw rate um, at free throw attempts. so he averages seven free throws a game at his highest clip at 89% And because he's now becoming the primary ball handler while Spurs still got some of their young guards still learning how to run an offence, with the ball in Demar's hands, he's getting to the rim and he's also assisting. This is his highest ever assist um, average in the season. I think he's averaging seven seven assists a game, which is roughly about 14th in the league. So it's really nice just to see him take that leadership role, especially considering now that Lamarcus is out, and we know that DeMar is the definitive number one option when it comes to ball handling and taking the shot as well. Um, so I really love that maturity from DeMar to be able to do this, to go to the rim and be more effective as an overall player, not just scoring. Because that was always him in Toronto; he was primarily just a scorer, couldn't provide much other way, other in other aspects of the game. Because Kyle Lowry was doing much of the ball handling. Now he's transitioned to his role in San Antonio; we're seeing a different Lamar and love it. Yeah, he's come up clutch in
0: both of those games for this week. He, like I said, he had a huge dunk, and in the Rockets game, he had a massive and one with about one hundred and three left, uh, which put the Spurs up five. Uh, just a side note on Spurs: Derek White is back in back in the lineup. He's getting some good minutes for them. He's come out in good productions, and something that's always um, it's not shocked me, but someone that's something that's so great about the Spurs is that it's always the next person steps up, and that is instilled in their culture.
1: Um, what will be fantasy forces, Spurs, is that they had a bit of an easy schedule the past couple of weeks. They've got back-to-back games against the Warriors coming up, which will be super fun to to get a sense of where both teams are. Um, so that the back-to-back Spurs Warriors game should be really fun. It should be a great game to watch up the week coming up.
0: Let's head to the third team in this division that we're going to talk about, and head down to Memphis, Tennessee, in the southern state, and talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. Like Lambit, how has the week been for Memphis?
4: Well, you come to me at the wrong time really with Memphis because previous to this week, they'd won seven games on the bounce and now they've just lost three on the spin. So a little bit of a dip. So you could say there's a bit of a draft coming through the door at the moment, but it's still going to make it firmly shut. Um, so yeah, started off the week with a win against the Spurs, um, which was actually their biggest ever win versus the Spurs and they actually set a franchise record of nine players and double figures in that game. And um, so good good result there. And then they lost against the Pacers, Rockets and then Pelicans. And um, So they're nine and nine overall, perfectly balanced as all things should be. They also score on average 109.8 points per game and concede 109.8 points a game. So they are a balanced team.
1: That um, is so
0: sick. That is so cool. Every game going to overtime. Nobody's winning. And um, Yes, but the, yeah, oh, go on. No, I was, was going to say that what really impresses me about Memphis is the young call and how they're coming along. You've seen Xavier Tillman get minutes because JV's been out. Brandon Clark's finally turning the corner. He's been playing really well around the rim. Desmond Bain, their rookie's getting good minutes. And you've got Tyus Jones as their backup point guard, who came from the Timberwolves. Is there anybody that you want to shout out out of their, their, young, their young guns?
4: I think there's definitely like, quite a few promising players. Like, I think you've mentioned quite a few of them already. And even in terms of like the defeats, you can just look at the defeats that they've had of late. I don't think there's anything to be worried about because they have missed a few of the experienced players, so like Valanciunas, for example. Um, he's been out since I think the 17th of January and he's obviously come back in and he's still had a good impact since he's come back in, granted the fact that they still lost against the Pelicans the other day but I think they missed him most in that game against the Pacers where Sabonis just went off and got, I think it was like 32 points, 13 rebounds and they could have done with someone like Valentinus on the court but they've definitely still been in touch with these youngsters in and around the team and now you get the experience of Valentinus back and I think I think they're a promising side and I'm not concerned about Memphis at all. Um, yeah, feels good.
0: The stat that I picked up for Memphis for this week is they lead the league in steals and deflections causing 16.5 a game. Um, and they also have the most points off turnovers, uh, which is something which is really positive for them going forward. And we always talk about how you can score as many points, but defence is where you really win games. So... I agree with you on that point. I, I think Memphis are going to be do just fine. Let's head to this team. This is the team I've been looking forward to talk about all week because what an interesting week it's been for the New Orleans Pelicans. They have gone undefeated this week. They're 3-0 and they're climbing back to some normality. They're 10-12 they're and 12 overall. House of 0-3. So with the three wins, you must be feeling good.
2: Bro, right. it's nothing like seeing your team from House of 3 going 3-0 and for this week. Absolutely loving it. Um, I think it's a good turn and a good sign for going forward because I think I can speak for a lot of people seeing that coming back at the beginning, like a hype team, like everyone's waiting to see this team play and everything and see how everything goes down. And it's not going quite the way they expected, so it's nice to see them turn that around this week.
0: Yeah, so they beat the Suns. They beat the Pacers, and it <sighs> what a close game that was. Uh, Miles Turner yeah. misses a shot at the buzzer, and Lonzo plays great defense, great help defense too, and it literally just rims mm-hmm. out. And then they play, then they play the Grizzlies. But George, there is something very interesting that happened this week. It is in the Pacers game, Zion nearly broke the rim uh, in that (laughs) game Uh, which was you know he's a big boy coming down the lane you're like oh no okay my question to all of the gms is other than zion who had the more impressive basket breaking play was it mr chocolate thunder daryl dawkins who smashed the glass or was it shack who dumped the ball and dragged down the whole basket (laughs) nearly collapsed (laughs)
2: Uh, for me it's got to be Shaq like you saw it come down and even he had to like run away from it like it almost took him out
0: <laughs> what's everyone else saying
2: i i disagree because shaq he just held
3: on to it and he's just a, he's just an enormous dude like Daryl, like just r- bloody ripped the thing off like he 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 was a furious dunker as well and those things were like then they weren't springy like we got today Damn, they, that those things were nailed to the wall. Like, uh, yeah, uh, give it to Chocolate Thunder for me.
0: He also did it twice, so you know it wasn't a fluke. And R.I.P. <laughs> chocolate Thunder. Um, any more for any more?
5: I mean. All I would say is that there is a all- Shaq also has a glass shattering rim dunk. Not in game, but against Mohammed Sharp. Well, that's amazing. So we you know on those yeah, on those older uh backboards, we you know Shaq was capable of it. I probably side with Jordan here. I mean the fact that he pulls down the whole the whole thing. I was lucky he didn't get injured because the way yeah. the whole thing swings, it looked like the shot clock was about to take his head off so very lucky <laughs> um, but yeah was a funny story about Juggler uh, Thunder, David Stern uh, had to call him up and say hey you need to stop breaking these backboards or I'm going to suspend you because <laughs> he's just you know, stopping games with all this glass flying everywhere
0: <laughs> the, um, the point you made about Ahmad Rashad and Shaq's interview oh. if anybody hasn't seen that interview please watch it, they're playing a one-on-one and Ahmad Mashar is like, is that all you got? And then he
2: jumps yeah. <laughs>
0: and then he breaks the pitch. <laughs> so good. Oh, so good. Uh, moving back to the Pels, you obviously, let's talk about the wins. Um, like I said, Suns' paces and the Grizzlies. Had a, Zion had his, a great game against the Suns. He played so well. He had 28, 7, and 6. Mm. But somebody who's been stepping up for them recently is Lonzo Ball. So he made four threes in both the Suns uh, game and the Grizzlies game. And he had five threes in the Pacers game. Are we seeing him transition into a scorer for that team?
2: Um, I hope so. Because I think if you look back, um, Lonzo Ball coming in, um, I think a lot of people saw him as like that passing facilitator, but also someone who can contribute uh, big time on the scoring end as well. So to see... I would, I would love to see that nice flip over and that more aggressiveness and assertiveness both on uh, when he's shooting and driving driving to the hoop. So, yeah, I think that's a very welcome change to the Pelicans overall. Yeah, definitely.
0: Must also be looking over and seeing all these Lamello highlights and be yeah. like,
2: hey, hey, hey,
0: don't forget about me. I was here before you. Honestly, uh, yeah, so- I,
2: I think um Lamello Ball coming into the league has definitely spark the fire in the belly. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's, he's, wake- he's waking up real early. Yeah. yeah he's got that motivation seeing <laughs> Lamello on every damn sports center highlight.
2: Literally before he could <laughs> relax, but now his brother's in, he's like, nah, I'm not I'm not letting him have this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, We're gonna move to the last team in this division and that is the Dallas Mavericks. Two and one this week, 10 and 14 overall. It's been a disappointing season for the Mavs, Mr. Wildsmith. Are you still satisfied with your pick?
5: Uh, I actually am still satisfied with my pick. As I've covered through to the point up till now, we haven't had all of our guys. I'm not gonna harp too much on about all that because I've done all that in previous weeks. We had a we had a good week. We had a massive loss, although to the Gold State Warriors, where we allowed Kelly Ubre to get 40 points, which was of course his career high. Um, you know, it's hard to be prepared for something like that. If Kelly Ubre of all people, after the season he's been having, pops off for 40 with seven threes, mind you. Um, it's going to be tough to win that game, um, especially when you got Steph Curry out there as well uh, and Draymond getting 15 assists. So, um, yeah, we came out on top this week. We went back. We beat Golden State. We also got a win uh, against the Hawks as well. Um, but we allowed yet another player to get a career high in John Collins as well. Um, so, and then in the, the second game against Golden State, Curry got 57 which is only five short of his career high. So there's really some defensive stuff that uh, needs to be figured out here. Uh, I have faith in Rick Carlisle for it. Um, Fantastic coach I've talked about previous weeks with these guys. So I'm sure they're going to figure it out. Um, Now we have everybody back. Still satisfied with this pick because throughout the next 12 games, I have them pencilled into winning at least seven of them. Which uh, seven out of the next twelve, which would then bring them to five hundred, and by the next time I cover these guys, which will be on the first of March, um, they'll will play all but two of those twelve games. So, uh, yeah, that uh, that's why I think by the next time I
0: cover them, we're going to be looking a lot better. Are you are you making a brave prediction? Are you doing oh, a, yeah, a Bray think... next time I'm, you know, he are going to be 500. Bray, is one week to go is that looking good?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we can't <laughs> see Bray's face. Yeah.
3: I thought it was going to
5: happen. No God we haven't done it. Well, I, if, let me tell you, right, so what they got coming up is they've got they've got Pelicans, so we'll, we'll call them off. Pistons, Rockets, Magic, Thunder, and Trailblazers are penciled in as wins. Okay? And then okay. Uh, four, <laughs> at the four remaining games, which are big ones, which may or may not, we're not sure. They are Celtics, Nets, Sixers. Um, so... Yeah, look, we'll, we'll have to see. We're, it might go one or two ways on some of those other games, but I reckon they got at least seven of those next 12 now that everybody's back and they're going to be clicking on all cylinders.
0: Chris Stapps had a really good week in the Hawks win. He had a huge tip-in late um, to close out the game for you guys. First Warriors game, he had 25-5-3. and three. Uh, And in the Warriors win, he had 18 points, 10 rebounds. I was reading an article, Wildy, about potentially getting some more help for uh, Luca. And there was a lot of free agents. And this is going to be quite funny because on the list of free agents, we had Rondé Hollis Jefferson, we had Wilson Chandler, but we had Damari Carroll is also (laughs) on the free agency list. Or should I say Damari Coral? who um who would you like them to pick up out of those three
5: surprise surprise it will be tomorrow carol the, junk dog. Dog. <laughs> the junkyard dog the junkyard dog it's definitely gonna be him well, well it's not gonna definitely not gonna be him i don't know i think that is the person that they should acquire um because he's a really good three D guy um, I just mentioned how, yeah, you know, they, Dave, they're lacking on defence. They're always allowing at least one person to go off crazy, whether they're winning or losing the game. Uh, Demario Cowell is somebody that doesn't need the ball. He's going to be able to to stop people like that one-on-one and just be that, that defensive stopper that they need and, meanwhile, hit some open threes whilst people are collapsing on Luca as he drives in and kicks the ball out. Um, you know, so th- that would be who, I, who I'd like to see, personally, for them to get. That would be a really good pickup for them. And uh, hopefully a resurgence uh, for the Junkyard Dog.
0: That would be a match. Made um, yeah. I, I would absolutely I would love that for you be to be paired up with Damari again. That would be great.
5: Re- that would, that would reunited, be great. yeah. And, and, uh, and I it feels
2: together. so good. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> reunited, feels so good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, look at those pipes. Oh. So... That closes up the Southwest division. We are going to take a quick break and then head to the Central. Southwest done. Let's head to the Central. And let's head to Chi-Town, home place of Kanye. The Chicago Bulls, the team that I actually predicted are going to make the playoffs. uh, It's it's been a bit bit of a bad week. (laughs) We've got one and two this week for the Bulls. Eight and 13 overalls starting to slip further down the standings. Joe, talk to me.
2: Um, yeah, it's concerning. I can already hear um, Stalbrey saying, "I told you so." <laughs> but like, like we said, we we were more of the hopeful. My, like you said, one and two this week. Um, they lost to Orlando, and then they also beat them, and then they lost to New York Knicks. So. Um, yeah, within those games as well. Unfortunately, they are also got an injury to marketing so it's not, it's not, it's not very sweet topping on on the dessert which they ideally wanted. So yeah, and he's probably going to be out for two to four weeks as well. Yeah,
0: that's two bad losses. That's why I was at a, and I was like, I should be beating the game, and especially in the game against the Knicks, they were down huge in that game, and they had a massive comeback to really. Sort of just keep them in the game.
2: Yeah, uh, it didn't look good. Yeah, at it, uh, it, uh, at the rate it's going, and when you see it game after game, it just seems like a massive tragedy story for them. You know, as it especially as the season goes on, whether it's like an injury comes about, or they were just close to a win and then they lose out, and yeah, it's concerning, especially soon as we re. Do really want to see them make that push? But yeah, questions, question marks are up and high as to even if. Bray, even if Bray's loving this. Not, yeah,
0: Bray so is absolutely God, Bray. loving this. He's <laughs> loving it. He's such a villain on this show. Bray, I will give you this though. You talked about how, you know, they're not going to hold up uh, because they're shooting at an incredible rate. And you've hit the nail on the head, you know. In the first game against the Knicks, uh, they shot, they made six threes and they shot 17%. And then in the first game against the Magic, they only made nine threes shooting 30%. And then then they beat the Magic, they shot 50% from three. So you were spot on, bro. Got to give you some props for it.
3: Mm. Look, I mean, I just know this team. There's not enough talent on it. And to make matters worse, and this is really unlucky, they lost Wendell Carter Jr., who is by far their best defender. Yeah. Um and is actually positive when he's on the court, unlike people like someone like Kobe White, who's a terrible defender and always a negative. Um, and then um now they've lost Markinen. And all this adds up to is a lot of minutes for Daniel Gafford. Nothing <laughs> wrong with Daniel Gafford, but he doesn't need that many
1: minutes. Uh, speaking on that point, can I quickly talk to you about that? Because I, I, I can never get his game right, uh, his name right. The first game against the magic he was getting torched by Vooch. He was a starting centre. He got benched after two or maybe three minutes. Vooch had 11 points on him in two or three minutes. He was absolutely stunning him. He, um, and I think the commentators made a really good point of suggesting what happened. Uh, It was a simple screen and obviously as a centre, rookie centre, you're used to dropping back because you're assuming the player's gonna roll. Vooch dropped back, hit, hit a three in his face. Again, same play again, hit another three. And then you got him in the post. Just did some nice moves on him two or three times. And then, what's his face? Billy Donovan had it enough. He's like, Geese, come sit down. Put Thaddeus Young on because you are just getting cooked. Yeah, Two minutes in, Vooch had 11 points. Geezer got benched. He was having an awful game.
2: Put him in the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But
3: yeah. v- v- Vooch on. is a bad man. And Daniel Gafford is not in the same conversation. Like, it's just not even. It's not even close.
1: I was like, this. This is the ball starting center. Wowzers! This is this is not good.
0: There's a great story TJ McConnell spoke about it on the JJ Reddick podcast when he played Isaiah Thomas in the MVP year, and they said they ran the same play three times, and you could hear Brad Stevens say, "Run it again," because he scored, and then he went to the bench and he was like, "Yeah." So that's yeah. <laughs> a very very good point. Now for the fun bit. The person that I saw come off the bench in the last game was Cristiano Felicio. Out of nowhere, I was reading the box score and I was like, oh my God. So if you guys don't know, Cristiano Felicio has one of the worst contracts in the NBA. He's got four years for 32 million. I know that guy must be loving life because he hardly plays. My question to you guys is, what's the worst contract of all time? I've got some shortlist. if you want me to read it out. Oh, yeah please, please. okay yeah, so I we've got we've got Chandler Parsons four years 94 million with the Grizzlies in, in 2016 mm-hmm. we've got Rashad Lewis six years 118 million with the Magic in 2007 oh. and we've got the we've got Noah with four years 72 million with the Knicks 2016 I know you guys have probably come up with other ideas maybe Arenas I know you're going to say that
1: uh, quickly I would say Timothy Mozgov next, uh, wants go next. Tell,
0: us, tell us about it Ed
1: I, I don't know obviously I don't know the contract off the top of my head but I think with those they you could sort of understand it because they had at least one aspect of their game that made sense Chandler Parsons has some injury concerns I mean that that that's why the contract oh, went downhill yeah exactly and then you've got Rashad Lewis who was still a late shooter stretch for in that time when there wasn't that many stretch fours, I can understand that who I think it was the Lakers Yep. I have no idea what, they, they went on just a mad spree that summer because they gave Lord Dang a lot of money, um, but at least Lou Dang had some sort of positives. Timothy Moskov knows what he could do. Mm, um, we, we, oh, Lua O'Dang, yeah. And then we yeah. picked him up for um, trade assets, and I think we just finished paying him off even though he hasn't played for us past three or four years. So I don't know what the contract is, but it's Timothy Moskov for me personally. I'll four know. years, £64 million.
3: That, that Noah one is because he was like, he was basically retired and then the Knicks gave him a load of money and it was like, what is going on? Like, he's literally been on his holidays. Like... That
1: well, was the Phil cool Jackson time when he well, was That's
3: exactly man. what I was going to say. It's the Phil Jackson version
5: of the player that Phil Jackson didn't want to do it and they just gave him a ton of money and apparently he was like sleeping at the time that New York was like in peak time because he was just wouldn't even go to New York to manage it. <laughs> Ridiculous.
0: yeah bad bad contracts cristiano felicio always makes me laugh literally stealing money from the chicago
3: oh when they did it as well like oh my he was like he had a he had a, actually had a promising rookie season like it was like oh this, this guy's like okay like he could be like he could be in the league for a while and the only reason he's still in the league is because they gave him that bloody contract ain't no one picking him up picking him up afterwards
1: yeah. He annoyed they, they, me because he made some nice plays against all he annoyed me. He made some really nice plays which pissed me off.
0: Yeah, but they they they, they, they probably look to the bench like you've got a lot of injuries and they're like, you gotta play. Like, we're paying you enough money, you've got to check into the game. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Nothing not of the balls. They said to our second undefeated team this week. The Milwaukee Bucks. Ed. It's looking strong for the Bucs. They're on a roll uh, and they're hitting their
1: stride. I mean, it's it's the Bucs. This is what we expect for the Bucs in the regular season. It's nothing new. Sort of like the Clippers, they have a safe bet in regular season. Um, They've got the best offensive rating in the league and they've got the best net rating in the league. So they're blowing teams out when they do win. And I think part of it is is obviously, so watching again when you watch the box you think okay maybe yannis is you see yannis distributing a lot more and you're thinking okay maybe yannis is getting a career high in assists or there's something unique that he's doing but as you're looking at stats and his numbers this year are actually quite identical to his numbers from two years ago which i find quite interesting with regards to points um assists rebounds They're very identical to two years ago um so it's not necessarily a career high in assists but it seems the way he's it seems like he's trusting his teammates a lot more. And I think what may have helped was the Bucks run last year in the playoffs without Giannis, where they were able to play as a team and Middleton was able to be the sort of star man in that role. And everyone else was getting a lot more involved. So it's less hearable from Giannis. It's more how we can contribute the ball more and make Giannis a screener, as you mentioned before, or make him a distributor. Um but that's just the Bucs. The Bucs are just what they are. We'll see how things pan out in the postseason. The Bears are what they thought we were. Only Ed will get that. <laughs> uh, so for
0: the Pacers game, Yanis actually had a triple-double in three quarters. And when I mean he dominated, every highlight was him getting into the lane, doing whatever he wanted. But the Bucks have actually had really good contributions from Bryn Forbes, who had 20 points in that, Pacers game and then he followed it up by having 18 points in 18 minutes in the second Cavs game but we're not going to talk about Brim Forbes we're going to talk about Bobby Portis who is on a two-year 7.2 million deal and he's averaging 11 points per game and 7.5 rebounds I'm oh well, I'm going to put it out there do you think he's been the best pickup for the Bucs this year
1: um, could be actually. I never really thought um thought who else did they pick up? Oh, I mean, I guess Drew Holiday has got the a better overall <laughs> impact. I'm by Drew Holiday. I love BP. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm that's saying.
3: Absolute slander. No,
1: that's what I said. Cause I was because this is cause I just thought the question I'm thinking, who else did they bring in? DJ Augustine first, because obviously DJ Augustine. And then for, oh shit, they actually put in Drew Holiday as well. So obviously it's, it's Drew Holiday. Um on the Bobby Porters <laughs> note and the Milwaukee note of their other players. Um, Wim have got five players who are averaging at least two mid-threes a game at over 40% rate, which is really nice having five players, at the minimum five players who are reliable semi-volume shooters for Giannis. But on the Bobby Portis note, I didn't realise how effective he was on a bench compared to the league. Um, he is 48%, which is the third best um, for, off the bench. Which is really impressive for a center. And he's the he's the Bucks' fourth best scorer. So it seems like the second unit does run the second unit does run through Bobby Portis. And I remember watching him in Chicago, and I thought he was actually really, really good. I did like his offensive ability. And especially with um, oh, what's his name? Oh, the beared guy. Um the what? The the, the guy who played power forward. Right. On well, which
3: team? Oh um uh yeah, um, Nicola, uh, Nicola Miritich.
1: Miritich. 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 I really liked the combo they had with Miritich being able to shoot and be a spacer and Bobby Portis there in the sense of being able to create from the post. Obviously, we know what happened with that relationship and the fist fight, et cetera, and how that got <laughs> broken up. Um, but I really like the role Bobby Portis is now with Milwaukee and what he can provide them, the other option coming off the bench. The
0: reason I say Bobby Portis is the best pickup because we talk about bad contracts two years 7.2 million for what he's doing is an absolute steal and he's he's putting you you need to rely on players especially when you get to the playoffs like you need to have depth and and players normally they say around around an eight-man rotation and i see Yanis being able to trust him and and that's something i think is really important especially you know if the bucks want to take a a leap but yeah that's just my thoughts
1: Completely agree. They do feel a lot deeper than other years, um, especially with their bench unit. You feel that th- previously Bucks auxiliary players have all just purely been three point shooters, but it feels like now they can do more. Bobby Ports can get points in the paint. You've got um, Drew Holiday, who can also have has a bit of a mid range game. There's other elements to their offense outside of Giannis and their three point shooting.
0: Let's go from never lost this week to never won this week and they haven't won in a long long time it's a lot of tumbleweaves over in detail jay wild is there anything that can pick up the mood
5: detroit man motor city the car is broken down um it's it's not not too really good um yeah only two this week as you said we you yeah, know we haven't won um have a really entertaining game uh, against the Lakers. Uh, just goes to show that when you're the champs, you have no nights off. Cause even when you're facing a team that's now 5-17 and 17 and goes to double OT. Um, yeah, it's in terms of like final positives. So uh, people that I shouted out you know, earlier on in the first time I covered them, like Josh Jackson, uh, DeLong Wright. In these big games, they're, they're doing well, but it is just that element of consistency that's not quite happening there. Um, look, the record is what it is, and at, at the moment, they're... They're just... Yeah, they're, they're not getting it. Their lead assist man is the long right at 4.7. That's their leading assist player of the team. Now, they're hovering around 20 to 24 you know, most assists in the league, um, you know, there's like point difference between them. They're officially 20, but, you know, there's not much difference between those four places. Um, they need to get something different. They have obviously just made the trade with Derrick Rose and Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, coming in, which, you know, they're they're taking a bit of a gamble. They honestly want to get rid of uh, an older Derrick Rose and bring in a younger Dennis Smith Jr., but is somebody whose career hasn't quite panned out the way that people thought that it might. Um, but that point guard role uh, is crying out to be filled in Detroit so that they can get something moving. Um, Dennis McS2 Jr. in his rookie season, uh, average 15 points, five assists. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty good for a rookie season, but unfortunately it kind of went downhill from there. I think part of it was to do with the fact that he he started off in Dallas he averaged 2.8 turnovers, which if you play for Rick Carlisle, he's notorious for benching guys that, that average too many turnovers, even if they are the main ball handler. So from there, it went downhill. As I said, I think that might have done some bits to his confidence. He went to New York, had a bit of a resurgence. Um, but over the past two previous seasons, he's only played 55 games. So... We haven't really been able to see a lot of him over the past two years and this year as well. I'm not saying that he's going to be the saviour of Detroit, but I just think the prospect of Dennis Smith Jr. is a little bit more exciting than an aged Derek Rose. Um, they're also, you know, they, it hasn't been... Uh, completely specified yet, but they've got some uh, stuff um, in future drafts as well, given the risk they're taking in Dennis Smith Jr. as well. Um, so, look, I mean, with the way that the season's gone um, and, you know, the, the decline of Blake, I think they're now, well, they kind of have no choice but to kind of bottom out as breakless hit from when he uh, uh, thinks what the Kings should be doing, uh, Detroit is doing.
0: Is so they're blowing it up? So... It, well, I mean, they can't really move Drake. Uh, Drake, They can't even move Blake. It's hard to say.
2: Uh, Drake, Drake Blake. and Blake. <laughs> um,
0: they can't move Blake because he's got a ridiculous contract. So that's going to be tough to move. I know in yeah. the Dennis Smith exchange, they got a uh, next year second round pick, which is not... Oh, much. that was it. Right. Oh,
5: okay. I couldn't find yeah. that. That's what it was.
0: Sorry. Yeah. I, I. Who knows that? what that turns out as. But they have nothing to lose this... You know, the Dennis Smith experiment is 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 ongoing. You know, the only way is up for this team. But the... Yeah. Go on, Wani.
5: Yeah, I was just, just to the point about Dennis Smith. Look, at his limited peak that we saw, okay, I've obviously alluded to the fact that at the end of the game, you don't necessarily want... You, you never feel like Jeremy Grant was going to be the guy to assert himself there. Dennis Smith Jr., the way he plays, he can shoot off the dribble. He's good in a pick and roll. He can finish through contact and layups. I kind of compare him to a bit of a, a little bit of a bigger, slightly stronger Mike Connolly at his peak. Um, similar numbers as well, actually. If you were to spread it out over a long time, obviously Mike Connolly has that longevity. But the ceiling of Dennis Smith Jr. is a lot better than what we've seen. So I would really like to see it pan out for him. We obviously shattered him out last week because he, he um, you and Ed were talking about how the fact that he was when he was talking to the Knicks, he said he wanted to play. Uh, of the uh, Westchester Knights, their, their G League team. Um, so he's obviously got a good work ethic. He obviously wants to, you know, build himself back up. Uh, this isn't somebody that's just, you know, what well, he doesn't want to bounce around.
0: My suggestion for Detroit is put Josh Jackson in the starting lineup. Guys playing really well. I just why don't maybe they need him for bench production, but it's clearly not working at the moment. Switch up the lineups. Try something more. They did. They did it with Sadiq Bay. They started him in the Suns game, which they ultimately lost because they only made seven threes. They shot sixty percent from the line. Twenty-two turnovers. Yeah, it's annoying about the Lakers game as well because they had chances to win it and they just couldn't pull it out. And it would have been their second win against LA, which would have been great.
5: Absolutely. Hey, any. You know, before the OT, um, yeah, Jeremy got the shot. He got a really good shot. That's the kind of shot he can make. Um, so, yeah, but it just front-rimmed and it, it um, yeah, it did go in and sometimes it balances that way. But, you know, it's just, if they can do that against the Lakers, it just, they just need to be more assertive in other games. Like, i I need to spend more time on what the exact differences were. But as you say, it's like when you're playing the Lakers, it's almost like your adrenaline's going. So they're, you know, they're, they're being that much more aggressive with it, whereas against other teams, maybe not so much. So we well should not on a shoot.
1: Can I ask uh, one question? I'm not sure if you'll make the I'm just really intrigued to know. What's happening with Killian Hayes? Like, what's happened with him?
5: Um, so with Killian Hayes, he is... In The next eight weeks, he's going to be reassessed, reevaluated to see if he can come back. Um, I believe it's his hip,
2: yeah.
5: Yeah, so um, he unfortunately is out at the moment. But I've mentioned before about um, him being a lot slower than a lot of people at his position. That's actually something else that Dennis Smith Jr. um brings over him is speed at that position, which is something you need in, you know, in, in the guard. So uh, basically, my my evaluation of this whole Dennis Smith thing is that he brings a lot of things to them potentially that they are missing.
0: Well, to go from no wins to another team that has had no wins this year, actually it's it's going to be a very sour end to the end of this division because it's it's not looking good. This team is a playoff team uh, and they went 0-3 this week. The Indiana Pacers, they're now at 500. Bray, um how you been about the Pacers?
3: Yeah, uh it's been it's been a tough little slide for the Pacers. Um, they had their three games this week were against the bucks the Pelicans, and the Jazz. Now, the bucks have been streaking a bit, the Jazz have definitely been streaking a bit, so you can't be too mad at that. The uh the one with the Pelicans was super close. Miles Turner had a chance. To win it um, and couldn't get it done, um, but it's you know I'm not too not too bad for them because the their team is down a scorer because in that in that trade that they made they basically were like okay Depot's not working we'll get back Karis Devert thinking that's a tw- that's twenty points twenty points a game that he could come in and bring obviously. Um he's had uh, health issues and uh really hope he's gonna get better soon and, and get back on the court. Um, but um you know I, I we've had we've had some good news from him um and uh, and, and not, not nothing nothing bad come out yet. So um that's that's a good sign, at least. and um, the other guy who, who would be a great scorer for them is TJ Warren, who is 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 out at the moment as well. So they're literally they just haven't got enough scores on the court. And the the Holiday Brothers are really good, but then just not they're not quite filling that gap. Um, and the other thing is that they kind of changed up their defense a bit from last year. They're still getting into the scheme. Um, it's been a little bit inconsistent on defense, but they have had this massive bright spot in Miles Turner, who is averaging three point nine blocks a game. That is the most in twenty years. Like. It's absolutely insane. They're playing this zone um, to find everything into him. He actually fractured his hand in January and they were like, oh, you're going to miss a couple of weeks. He went, what? Like, no, I'm going to keep playing. And they're like, well, okay, fine. It will still heal. It just could be really painful for you, mate. And he was like, fine. I'll just go and uh, just go and average the most blocks per game in, in 20 years then. So he's been an absolute animal. Um, there's been talk that he, he wants to go after the Defensive Player of the Year award. Um, you know, whether... If they can maintain a top 10 defense and he can be the leader in blocks like he has been, there's a definitely a chance there's a case to make. Um, but he's been really, really good. Um so big shout out to him. But um yeah, other than that, it's been it's been a tough little stretch for him.
0: Shout out to Sabonis, who will be an all-star. He better be because he had a career high in the Bucks game. He had 33 12, and six. But I'm bringing it back because it is time for Alex's stat line of the week. In the Pelicans game, my man TJ McConnell had nine points, two rebounds and 15 assists in 28 minutes, which is nuts. And I wanted to give him a shout out and he's obviously got a dear place in my heart and I hope that he always just plays well. Yeah, the, the Pacers haven't shot well. Bray, just to go off the common theme. So the Pacers started four and one. They've gone eight and eleven since then. Out of the ten remaining games in February, five are against teams with a winning record. It seems unlikely, but could they drop out of the playoff picture?
3: Oh, absolutely not. I mean, like the the West is an absolute bloodbath, and the East is an is a cakewalk. Look at it. Like, like <laughs> you, honestly, honestly, the Hawks are the seventeenth best team in the league by record. Oh, day! <laughs> like it's, honestly, where, is
0: they, where are they in the standings, bro? Hmm?
3: What? Where are they in the standings? In the so the, the Hawks are the sixth. <laughs> are the, they are they are the sixth team. So like you, out in the, the top sixteen teams in the league, only five of them are from the East. Like it's. Literally, like they, 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 they've got a lot of breathing space and they're, the games they've got coming up, you mentioned they're against teams with winning records, but they're super winnable games. The next one's against the Nets, which is tough. But after that, they've got the Pistons. That's probably, you know, you'd hope an easy win for them. The Hawks, which is totally winnable. They actually have a better record than the Hawks. Uh, they've got the Bulls, definitely a win. The Timberwolves, definitely a win. The Rockets would be tough, but again, they're another 500 team. They've got the Spurs, who have been okay recently, but again, I think everyone should be looking at the Spurs and saying we can win this. Um, and then they've got um, it, it starts to get a bit harder with the Warriors and the Celtics. But they've like they've got they, they've got they've got opportunities to to get a couple of games above 500, give themselves some breathing space, and yeah, there's no way they're falling out of the playoffs gm's response i saw a couple of your faces
1: did you listen to anything i said about the spurs
3: it's just the spurs man they've oh, got right. like uh, they're they're i know yeah, they're, it's like, only the oh, team like, that like, hasn't so missed the playoffs
0: didn't... in like 20 years it's only spurs well they didn't did miss you... it last year but I know, yeah, but problem, yeah they
3: missed it last year but like they like but i don't know what it is and like this this will lead into the, into your Spurs narrative to be perfectly be honest because I just find them really boring and I just look at them and I'm like oh yeah like it's t- always a winnable game with the Spurs.
5: I would love to make put put six guys on the floor and just have both the Holiday brothers guarding Trey and they will not neither of them will stay in front of them. I can't believe that you're saying that the Pacers are going to beat the Hawks easy. That's Nah, he's gonna be mad because Mars Turner is leading the league in blocks, and Clint is meanwhile getting ten blocks on Timberwolves. I I just I can't. You can't be telling me that's an easy win. No way.
3: I mean, I'm just looking at whether they have got a better record than the Hawks. Like I I think they're they're definitely a better coach team. Um, obviously, Trey's got the superstar power. Probably more. He's probably the best player on on the court there. Um, but it's. It's one of those ones where it goes other way. Like if one team shoots poorly, or if someone gets into foul trouble, like it's it's one of those ones that you go in going, yeah, we can definitely win this. Whereas if you go into the next game, you're going, fuck, this is going to be a tough one.
5: Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I just don't think you can be taking nights off. I mean, it's bad, <sighs> oh, man. Oh, I'm speechless. we we'll,
0: we are going. <laughs> we're going to revisit this. Let's head over to the last team. So we've we've had three teams in a row that haven't won a, a game this week. It's a real rough stretch for the, the sick man and, and the picks. <laughs> Lancashire Lambier. Let's close it out with the Cavs. 0-3 this week. 10-14 and 14 overall.
4: Talk to me about the Cavs. Dull. Just dull. Like, the Cavs. Since they beat the Nets back-to-back, they've gone 2-7. and seven. Those two wins were against the Pistons and the Timberwolves. Granted, the five five of those seven defeats were against the Celtics, Lakers, Clippers and two against the Bucks. I kind of expect that. But they've just become that team that wins the games you expect them to win and loses the games you expect them to lose. Yeah, this week, losses against the Clippers and two against the Bucks. Granted, their most recent win was against the Timberwolves, a narrow win in which Jarrett Allen is made his first start for the Cavs and got 23 points 18 rebounds which was great performance from him but the main thing I want to talk about with the Cavs is I've just pulled out some stats so listen to this so they shoot the least amount of threes in the league and they score the least threes in the league so you think all right they must shoot a lot of two-point shots then yes they do they're second in the league for two-point attempts is that good no because they're only 49 percent from two only four teams are worse. Okay, well, they must at least get to the free-throw line then. Yeah, ish. They're actually bang on for free-throw attempts. Is that nice? No, they have the second worst three free-throw percent in the league. Only the Pelicans are worse. What does all of this lead to? they have the second lowest points per game in the league. Only the Knicks are below. They score 103.6 points a game. It's shit. The boring, the dull, turn them off.
1: <laughs> are you okay, Matt? Matt, are you <laughs> okay? No, yo, yo, yo,
0: this is this is a matt thing. You're turning into Bray. I don't like it. I don't like it. I think is you this, it's, the last, it's the door it's the last, shut last spot that does it.
4: It's the last spot. It's like always fifth in the last division. It always is a <laughs> miserable team that no one wants to talk about. They're the West Brom of the NBA. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that. No. Right. Can we talk about... Well, let's not forget about Dre. Andre Drummond. Uh, I wanted it to be positive, but it's not. So he's owning a career-low 47% from the field. Before the last game, he had five games without making more than half of his shots. And obviously for a big man, you should be above 50%. He's also slipped to second in rebounding behind... Clink Capella, who we just spoke about. So, my question to you, Matt, what should he be doing differently? Do they need to put him into different situations? Are they putting in putting putting him in situations that he, he's not succeeding in? Is it Jared Allen coming I, in? I
4: don't even I don't even think it's like the Jared Allen effect because Jared Allen actually hasn't really come on that much. And mm. when he does his form has been iffy, so it's not exactly given the space for Drummond to go and he's had the he's had the opportunity to go and like be himself, but he just hasn't. Um, it's just been poor from him. Yeah, that they're, they're not even a good team at rebounding anymore. Granted, when they were at the start of the season, when Drummond actually started quite well, he's just really dropped off of late. Um, the actually only real positive around the Cavs at the moment probably is Colin Sexton, who probably is. Could be an all-star. Um, he's on twenty-four points per game. He's forty-nine percent from the field, forty-three percent from free. Um, he's the only real positive at the moment. But yeah, Drummond, who's like what? Well, he's their big name. He's just not performing right now.
0: It's it's all right, man. I'll put you out of the misery, and we won't speak. We won't speak about Cleveland. Don't worry.
1: To be fair, they're they're third in the um, in the division. they the Bulls and Pistons have got a worse record, so the Cavs aren't doing too badly. To be fair.
5: <laughs> if it's against Pistons and they are going to come
1: full yeah, but, when
5: yeah, I say,
4: but, yeah. but when I say that like they're, they're winning the games they should not they're losing the games they should then the next few games are against the Suns loss, Nuggets loss Blazers loss, Clippers loss, Warriors loss so they've already lost two out of the last nine and the next five will like certain defeats as well just grin I'm already looking forward to next time we talk about the Cavs. Yeah, re- re- reality
0: reality is beginning to hit, it seems like it. But I want you to stay positive because we need to keep positive, you know. If, if they aren't playing well, you know, let's pick up something positive. Maybe just something, you know. Like you said, Colin Sexton, maybe oh, he gets all stuff.
3: I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of advice. So, so when <laughs> things start to get really bad with your teams, uh, obviously I've got a lot of experience with this, um, you just have to start talking about um the people who they should start trading, like just just trades, shaking it up, tanking, like all of that. That just just blow it up at the first sign of trouble. That, that's what I'm about.
4: Yeah, maybe I will reevaluate in four weeks' time when we come back to them again. Let's see how we are. When's Garland I mean, back? He's back. Is he back? back?
0: Well, he's played, yeah, he played, he played, yeah, he played last game, played last game, but they're. They've had a slight dip in performance, like in terms of the numbers they were putting up. They did play the bucks back to back, but we'll see how we are with the cabs in three weeks. So that wraps up the central breakdown. Take a quick break and then we're going to talk about the leaderboards, where apparently people are going to be talking some shh. So let's head to the leaderboard where there's been some changes. Oh, it's very exciting. It's very exciting. Start from the bottom to the top. In fifth place, we have a new last place. Better open that door, because Lancashire Lampier has been letting in a lot of losses. <laughs> he comes in at fifty-eight and seventy-two losses with a percentage of forty-four percent. Your best team is the Denver Nuggets, twelve and ten, and your worst team is the Wizards, who haven't played a lot of games. Mm. And new fourth place, he's moved back up again. It's Silkbury. I don't know what he's so
3: pumped. <laughs> I'm kicking that while he's down because that, like that last week, was like even the teams we talked about, what a collective like Owen five or something weren't there. So I'm really kicking you up while you're down. Edged ahead.
0: Yeah. So you are sixty-two and seventy-five with a percentage of forty-five percent. So just a smidge above. Best team for you, Bray, is the Boston Celtics at 12 and 10. You've got a lot of teams in around the same place. And your worst team, uh, well, your second and worst team is Miami Heat. Yeah, is I'm gonna say. It's not turning around for them. They're not going back to the finals. Anyway. Uh, in third place, one bar the Parantic Express. <laughs>
4: I've concerned. <laughs>
0: He's returned to third, the third place, <laughs> the middle of the pack, where nobody wants to be. As said by Bray, uh, 60, sixty-six wins, seventy-two losses, forty-seven percent um, on your percentage. Uh, your best team, it's obviously the Sixers. Come on, baby. Uh, your worst team is the Pistons. Nothing's really changed much for you. Uh, no,
2: that's that will
5: remain my. Uh, you might as well just start reading out the middle teams because the Sixers and Pistons will be staying as the bread of the sandwich, I'm telling you.
0: Damn right, damn right. House of 3 still in second, still oh. strong for you. Okay. Seven, 74 wins, mm-hmm. 65 losses, percentage of 53%. So okay. you're 6% higher than Wildy. You've got a bit of a comfortable lead. Your yeah. best team, the good, good-looking sister, the Lakers. Of course, of
2: course.
0: And your worst team, the Chicago Bulls, we've got to talk about that quickly on mm-hmm. uh house lascu <laughs> is still top Man. 84 wins and 60 losses 58 cents he's got a five percent mark over you george his best team is the utah jazz and his worst team is the magic so that hasn't really changed maybe that sandwich stays the same Well, the bottom half seems like it's going to stay no offense ed mm-hmm. that wraps it up are we are 31% of the games have been played so a little bit of, of changes yeah shall we move back should we bring back our favorite segment guys let's bring back shoot your shot okay you know it's been a long time it hasn't been a long time and we're back so first matchup, we have got jay wild be mr bray i have devised a question so inside the nba they did the tiktok challenge and what it was is calling facetiming famous people and then saying can i call you back i'm really busy so basically just trolling them so my question to you this doesn't have to be nba related this can be any celebrity you want is which celebrity would you most like in your phone to be like look who i've got so uh, i am going to set the timer and i'm going to tell you who goes first um both are ready yeah okay silent nods silent nods all right Waldy. three two one go
5: i am going with leader of heartbeat productions the pcp boys kevin hart kevin hart is a celebrity that i would love to have most in my phone he's a great (laughs) energy guy by you know just even if he wasn't famous he's somebody that um knows about fitness he's a funny guy he's good to be around he's always a good laugh he likes going out i like going out uh he's somebody there's a lot of people as well so if you were in time his circle you'd have a lot of different stories about different people that he'd meet as well um yeah it's just somebody that you definitely uh want to know he's you know larger than life despite his physical size um and yeah i just think that would be a cool world to be a part of and to to say hey uh, i got killer heart on my phone
0: pcp boys
5: (laughs) pcp right here boy (laughs) PCP got it on camera sorry okay cash beyond on a game
0: right in three two one go
3: Right, so um, I'm going with a slightly like, different angle. If I've got a celebrity in my phone, it's not because I want to be mates with them because I've got plenty of those. They're regular people like you love lot. Um, I want a celebrity in my phone because they're fucking whack and they have access to stuff that I don't. So I'm going to keep it basketball related and the person I want is Dennis Rodman because at any given time, I could call him and it'd be a, just amazing to see what the hell he was up to. And if he ever invited you anywhere, you'd just be like, I'm definitely going. There might be a tiger. Kim Jong might be there. Like it would just be absolutely mental. And that's what I want in a celebrity friend, open some doors that I don't have access to. And uh, Dennis Rodman is opening all of those doors. I'd love to meet Carmen Electra. Um, And uh, yeah, it
2: would be fantastic. Spoken like a true salesman. Okay, cool.
0: (laughs) Right, the bullies in my courts, we've got little Kevin Hart, the uh, the worm. This is an interesting one. I like both arguments. However, I think the person that really sold it to me is wearing his property, Dennis Rodman. I'm taking, brace taking the win on that one. Very good, very good argument. You know, from what we saw in the last dance about him just leaving to go to Vegas, I was, I was hooked. I was just like, this is amazing.
3: It's the video of him like he's just wandering around like in his bikey gear drinking a beer and then he just throws the beer and gets on the motorbike and drives off and it's just like absolutely mad. Like he's just Maybe not that. he's not thinking about anything.
5: What do you yeah. want to meet Carmen Electra for? What do you think is gonna
1: happen? <laughs> 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 At that Annie, get in here and Um I didn't bring this up before, it's something I always <laughs> want to bring up. Did you guys hear about dennis Roderman's daughter? No. Oh, so she was drafted in the uh female mls so she's a football player soccer player and she was Mm -hmm. drafted second overall um in the draft last year so she's a pretty good football player i thought it was quite quite cool and she did an interview on espn just talking a bit about her journey um yeah definitely definitely just work a nice little look into that's
0: it interesting right Right. ed you got a second question take it away my man
1: Yes, so uh, my ghostwriter actually did this up for me, so shout out to whoever that is. Uh, So it was the Super Bowl yesterday, and we all know the Super Bowl is famous for its uh, commercials. So the question is, which which, uh, – sorry, editor. You have to edit that out. Um, (laughs) So the question is, what is the best NBA commercial? Now, for this, we've got Jordan 03 versus the Lancashire Lambiers. Now, who would like to go – first or second shout out
2: i'll go first
1: i'll have oh, to go first go.
2: look at <laughs> i love Don't it when you say i'm ready uh, confidence baby
1: <laughs> in the words of rolando blackman confidence oh, right man. your time starts in three two one go
2: so this was a tough one there's loads of great ads out there of course but The Christmas ad especially, I love those ones, but the one which I decided to go with was the Kobe and D-Rose 2K10 advert. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with that advert, Kobe and D-Rose are getting into it, playing a bit of 2K, um, trash-talking each other, saying, my guy's the best because he can splash it in your face. No look, dagger. And then basically they keep going back and forth and Kobe Kobe eventually says, well, my guy's got four rings. And D-Rose just goes, uh, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> it's just so funny, cut out of character, and it was just got nice to see their personalities and wholesome. Okay, so if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball.
1: <laughs> Coming with the killer line as well. Love it. Great argument. Great argument, Mr. Lambier. You're what the floor is yours. Cool. So
4: what I'm going to go with is Ali G did a series of interviews which were clipped oh. into second ads for TNT. He did these with Shaq, Dwayne Wade, Steve Nash, and my favourite is with Kobe. So in this, he asks Kobe, how many springs does a basketball have? Which Kobe obviously says none. So Ali G then asks how it bounces, is it has no springs in it? And Kobe replies, because of the air in the ball, to which Ali G responds with a killer line, well, there's air in this room, how come this room isn't bouncing? And Kobe's face is just absolutely dumbstruck. He's never heard someone so stupid in his life before. My explanation does this no justice. Just watch this video; it is classic Ali G.
1: Oh gosh, you oh, brought with the Sasha Barracoon and God. I it's both you. Both you did did uh, Kobe adver- ads as mm-hmm. well. Like, um, oh, damn it. right. So I'm going to go through who the best argument, and because we're talking about an advert. Who promoted the product better? Am ah. I'm, I I'm, I'm allowed to ask the audience? Because I... Guys, you got any thoughts? Because I, I really like both of them. I was not expecting Matt to come out with the Sasha Baron-Conan well, Ali-G. Oh, yeah, the, the Ali-G
0: is a curveball and is probably one of the best unknown commercials like ever of all time. So I don't know how you've done that. That's incredible. My vote would be to be to Matt because that
1: is an amazing answer. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm. I'm taking the easy route. I'm, I'm asking your fellow GMs. What, what, what are you thinking, Wadi and Ray?
5: Oh. I I would probably also go with Matt because sometimes when you go niche, it's sort of less powerful. That's the, kind of the way up that you go for. This is it's both niche of, and uh, powerful.
3: Ray? Yeah, Bray? yeah I, I'm. Yeah, three for three. Um, I'm. I'm going <laughs> to go, especially because we're a bit local as well. Like big players in my heart, hour G. So. I, so I, I, if, if there's any consolation,
5: John, I thought you were winning. I was like, oh, such a, yeah, but no. He, it it he, blo- five, he blocked please. your shot, man.
1: <laughs> Here's what I'm thinking. In terms of an overall advert, Bray, Bray made the point. I was thinking, in terms of the allergy one, would have worked really well in the UK. That would have been hilarious and would have went on house on fire and could have attracted quite a few, quite quite a different audience. But because it was a TNT ad, I'm not sure how many how people would have seen the allergy. How they would have. Um, Perceived as yet compared to the Kobe and D Rose, that's why I was leaning more towards Jordan because overall I think it's a better ad in terms of advertising what the product is, and because it is an argument, um, whoever had the best argument, that's also why I'm going. Sorry, man, I'm going for Jordan. Who sold
2: the most from that ad I mean,
1: two k by now, yeah. Sorry, man, where's the VAR? VAR? The, the, the battle of the north we got we got the two northerners battling over this and i have to give it to jordan oh yeah mm. what yeah. <laughs> hang on i felt, I felt was was a bit, it a I... you asked us for no i i heard it but i still had my reasons as well like you guys <laughs> resurrected what i was thinking
4: um, i don't um, think his headphones
1: are working let me quickly go to the VAR box. Give me a sec. Let me let me check the uh, recording. <laughs> <can't believe> <laughs> see, what I, see what I mean? Everybody gets rubbed in this stage. Anyway, <laughs> no, uh, no I, I just felt it was the best
4: it, it, no, no,
2: no, it, it's, it, it's, it's your better.
0: it's your pick. It's your pick. That's actually
4: yeah. Everyone has their right to a wrong opinion. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> coming out like Reginald. <laughs>
0: So that, that closes out on Shoot Your Shot. We've got Bray and Joel taking the wins. Very, very good discussions, both, both um, great matchups. So we're going to head to weekly winners. So new segment for us is weekly winners, where we want to speak briefly about the games uh, from the weekend that matter. So I picked out three games that we can briefly talk about and you guys pick out key points. So the first game I want to mention is King's Nuggets. Kings beat the Nuggets one nineteen to one fourteen. However, the key spot for this was Jokic having a career high fifty points. Um, however, it wasn't enough because Barnes had twenty eight, Halliburton had twenty three, and Fox had twenty four. What did you guys see from the matchup?
3: Just Jokic, is an absolute monster. Like to score fifty, like it's just absolutely ridiculous. Like we talk. We talk about Sabonis a lot, and his career high is 33. Like, you have to be a special player to put the ball in the basket that much. And also, it goes to show he's, he's like, super fit now. Like, it's a lot of effort. <laughs> I don't know if he could have done that a few years ago when he was a chunky young kid. A
5: bit more clumpy. <laughs> uh, that really good uh, scoring output for multiple people in the Kings. Um, very fitting given uh, Mr Bray's rant last week <laughs> in regards to the Kings um, I wanted to shout out as well in terms of the value of Harrison Barnes and what he can do um, this is why I think you know we obviously talked about um, potential people that can potentially help out the Celtics if the Celtics want to get somebody like him that's the kind of thing that he can do within the team system to help win his experience um, but awesome game Um you know, high scoring as we're used to seeing
0: now with the NBA. And yeah. Jokic puts the team on his back, yeah. goes on that massive run. And like you said, Bray, Halliburton, the clutch gene, hits a three to stop all of that momentum and win the game for the Kings. Let's head over to the second game, which was the Celtics and the Clippers. Celtics pulled this out away from home, 119-115. to 115. We had some really good battles and especially Tatum and Kawhi going head-to-head down the stretch. Really interesting to see.
2: Yeah, like it was absolutely insane performance. I think what I love about games like that is when you just see two monsters on the court who are just taking it over and just giving it to one another, which you just love games like that and um, they don't come around often. So those performances were like incredible game, incredible.
0: And, Bray, you spoke about Kemba trying to have more consistency. He had a big shot in that game. I don't know if you guys saw it, but the Celtics were up one and the Clips got a turnover and then turned it back over straight away. Kemba came up with the loose ball, went to his Patterson step back and hit the shot to put them up three. It was a big uh, game-changing play. Yeah,
3: Kemba had 24 as well. Like, you got, you got Jamie Brown out. And you look, you look up and down the roster, and you going, "Where are these points going to come from?" It's got to be Kemba, and uh, really glad he could, he, could, he could put that together. Um, and really great win for them, missing uh, missing Brown. Um, so yeah. Also, I wanted to point out um, where you know potentially you would expect more on the Clippers side. Luke Kennard, big pickup for them, big contract. Only had 13 points.
1: Mm. Yeah, they had um, no PG, didn't they? Gone Ed. Yeah, from the Clippers side, I was just going to say no PG, and also I did mention last time we did speak about the Clippers. They are susceptible to giving up big games to point guards who can score. And if there was a game for maybe Kemba Walker to go off, this would be this would have been the time because mentioned before, Clippers really struggle to defend um, shooters or scorers from guard from the guard position.
0: Shout out to Lou Will, who also had a good game um, trying to reclaim some of that that old that old stuff that he had in the past couple of years. Let's head to Saturday for our final game. The Mavericks and the Warriors, which we briefly just spoke about in the division discussions. The Mavs, Mavs. Yeah, the Mavs beat the Warriors 134 to 132, but really it was a matchup between Luca and Curry. Luca has a career high, 42 points, also seven boards, eleven assists. And Curry has 57 points, two rebounds, and five assists. What did you guys see from that matchup?
4: I just, I just want to say something. Is that I, I think I read that Curry and Jokic in both getting over 50 points, being on the losing side. I think that's only the third time it's ever happened on the same day. And of course, it happened to both of my teams. But Curry's just mad this season. He's about 57 points he got. That was his second highest in his career and his career was the 62 points he got against the Blazers a couple of weeks back as well so he's just come back from that last year out he's come back exactly the same as how he used to be he's he's definitely having an unbelievable season and probably only Jokic and Embiid you could say are definitely in that caliber of MVP candidates at the moment Curry's definitely in the the next level below Jokic and Embiid at the moment for sure.
3: Ooh, big omission there
4: MVP
1: oh, for, for Curry, Curry. Yeah. yeah, the king, yeah. I'd say,
4: I'd say, Jokic and Embiid, and then LeBron, and Curry are in that group beneath. I'd reckon at the moment. Mm.
0: Main I thing is, is JoJo's there. That's all it <laughs> must. Such a homer, as long as you put Embiid. I someone's got to be a homer anyway. on. What?
5: yeah. I just, um, the so the Mavericks game. What was really good, as you said, it was Curry versus Luka. Um, Luca got into, you know, to the finish line. But what was great is is that after they decided, look, we have to make somebody else beat us, soon as he even caught a whiff of a, a double team coming over, put it down to Cleaver. Cleaver hits the three to seal the win, uh, which is brilliant because they're really going to need that. You know, if, if Max Cleaver can hit those shots as well, They've got. I've also got Tim Hardaway Jr. They've also got Porzingis. These are all guys that are going to be open if people decide that they're going to double Luca to stop him from getting these game winners. Um, once they really figure that out and establish that confidence as a unit, then they're going to be hard to stop.
0: Nice. So that wraps up weekly winners. Uh, we'll check back in next week and assess the big, the big matchups and some close finishes. Edge. We head to twenty-four second shot clock
1: so welcome to 24 second shot clock the way this works is i will give everyone a category individually and they will have 24 seconds to name something from that category they can have they can also gain an offensive rebound which will add another 14 seconds to, to say extra names now because this is a single challenge i've got jordan right now who's the only person who's not on mute and doesn't have their volume down so is the only one who can hear me now so i can no one else can hear me. As you can see, they're all do. <laughs> doing their own little thing. Cool. And then once I do it with Jordan, then I'll bring everyone else in. So Jordan, today we're going to be looking at Rookie of the Year winners. Now, mm-hmm. Rookie of the, anyone who's won Rookie of the Year since it first started in the year 1952. Mm-hmm. If you get anyone from the 1950s, so up until the year 1959 to 1960 Rookie of the Year, that would be an offensive rebound. Mm-hmm. Um, you will have 24 seconds And let me just get my, oh shit, I don't need my calculator, I need my stopwatch. So, your time starts in three, two, one, go. Uh,
2: Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Michael Jordan. Offensive rebound. uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, Damian Lillard, um, or was it Anthony Davis? No, it was Damian Lillard, um, uh, Jar Morant, uh ben simmons um uh my to go blank oh come on come on come on um another 10 seconds LeBron
1: james. <laughs> you got some time still got oh 10. i still got
2: time okay uh lebron james um uh come on uh center who's center um Ah, uh, Kevin. Oh,
1: God, Chamberlain, man. Chamberlain was your Chamberlain. offensive rebound. That was a very good shot there. You got one. I don't know if Kobe won it. I don't think Kobe won it. His. Sure Let me Kobe. Double check Kobe. Mister Kobe Bean Bryant. Kobe. No, he did not. Uh. So one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, six. Very good score. Nice. He's ready. Yeah. I'm in. Oh, actually, let's make it interesting. Do you want to know what Jordan Jordan got beforehand? No, he doesn't. Um, no. Well, you know, well, I I I wouldn't. No, thank. We'll keep it secret. So, Alex, you know the rules. Um, you will have twenty four seconds. If you get, you can only have one offensive rebound overall. If you get it, you'll get an extra fourteen seconds, boosting up to thirty eight seconds so the category is rookie of the year winners so we're looking at rookie of the year win- winners from the year 1952 to last year and if you get anyone from the 1950s so from 1959 to 1960 that will be an offensive rebound Understar. cool three two one
0: yo uh malcolm brogdon michael carter williams uh lebron james tim duncan uh mark jackson alan iverson michael jordan uh, dominique wilkins larry bird john stockton carl malone
1: uh kobe bryant oh no
0: uh, oh shaq
1: uh you threw a lot of names you were just shouting out names and i think i don't know about quite a few of them so brogdon yes MCW, yes. LBJ, yes. Duncan, yes. Mark Jackson. I didn't know he won Rookie really, of the year. Yeah, for the Knicks. Mark Jackson, 1987. AI, did he win it? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he did.
1: AI. MJ, Duncan did. You said Dominique. Dominique Wilkins as well. Did he win it?
4: Wilkins.
1: No, Jamal Wilkes, not Dominique Wilkins. Larry Bird, I think he did because he came a bit later. Yep, Larry Bird did. So many people have missed it. Fuck okay. yeah. okay, you. Okay, said, you said two people, which I had to quickly write down the name. And it's an absolute scribble. Oh, what remember, is it? Do you remember uh, who you said before Larry Bird and after Dominique? Who was the last person you said? Oh, Kobe. no, no, before Kobe. I said Just Kobe.
0: Um, after who, sorry? Uh, who would you say after MJ, actually? I said Dominique. I said Dominique, Larry Bird. Oh, um, ah, okay. Dominique might G- have G- said G- Ma- Magic. I- maybe I didn't.
1: No, Bird. And then who the fucking... Did... Who's the last... Who would you say after Bird? Or last couple, do you remember?
0: Kobe. Um, I, I said Tim Duncan in that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, I did not work yeah, you just throwing out names and i was like oh fuck okay cool so one two three four five six seven eight nine you got nine um you could uh so the one jordan said that got him in offensive real was walt chamberlain walt chamberlain would a good one to get some extra time oh you <laughs> all right who we get next who we have next uh um wadi z Yo. you know the rules the category for this week is rookie of the year winners So we're starting off with the year 1952, and if you say anyone that won the award up until 1952 to the 1960 season, that would be an offensive rebound. Okay. Your time starts now.
5: Luka Doncic, Derek Rose, uh, Kevin Garnett, uh, Rob James. Uh, Jesus man,
1: oh, God. Oh, I can't fucking stop. I thought you were frozen.
0: I thought you
1: were frozen. Basically, assuming, was I'm assuming Garnett made it because he was an all-star. <gasps> He's not on it. KG <laughs> isn't on it.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. who won it? In the- <laughs> who came up with this segment? Wally. Wow, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bro, tanking this, this segment.
5: No, I'll take this every time, man. He did, come
1: sh- he did come straight out of high school, so that would have been impressive. Yeah, I, I
5: know. I don't know why. Take it. Oh, man. Who
1: did win it
0: that year? 19-year. Well, he was frozen. He was like this. He was like, LeBron James.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, go if on.
2: I don't move... <laughs> it was...
1: Damon Staremya, so Portland uh, yeah. Raptors. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, while oh. that is oh, golly. One. It's, it's always terrible. Three.
5: So, oh. I got Derek Rose and Ben Simmons basically.
1: You didn't say Ben Simmons.
5: Oh you my said, God! You said,
1: Luca, said Luka. D Rose this and LeBron.
5: How did you
1: thought i said ben sorry i don't know why you're apologizing (laughs) to me but i am no i'm apologizing to myself right matt you know the Mm -hmm. rules um the category is rookie of the year winners so rookie of the year winners from the year 90 when it first started in 1952 uh if you say anyone from 1952 to the 1960 season that'll be an offensive rebound so you ready Mm
4: -hmm.
1: time starts now
4: John Morant, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, um, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, um, uh, Tim Duncan, I'm just naming players
1: now. Um, What's that? Fuck. Uh, so you've already got one, two, three, four, five, six. Let me double check if Magic won it. I think he must have. Magic. He's same year as Bird, I
0: don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah.
5: So Magic won it, but
0: I'm
5: not sure Bird did. Well, i no, played the 50, play. Bird,
1: Bird won it. Bird won it, not Magic, because Bird had already been around the circuit for a little while, but he oh, just fair. didn't play in the NBA. So. Magic got that champion. One, two, check three, four, year. five. Mr. Harris, you've got five. The final man. Right. Bray, you know the rules. Um, the category this week is Rookie of the Year winners. So Starting off from the year 1952. And if you say anyone from 1952 season up till the 1960 season, that would be an offensive rebound. So far, we've only had one offensive rebound out of the four competitors. Um, you ready to start? Three, two, one.
3: Derrick Rose, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, um, Bill Russell, um, uh, Larry Bird, Matthew Johnson, um, Walt Frazier, um, who have been the recent ones, Luka Doncic, did he win? I can't remember, did Trey Young win? I think they were the same draft, one of them won. Um, Who else? Uh, Fuck, Lillard.
1: Um, Yeah, I'll take Lillard, you said Lillard. Oh my god.
2: I love the fact that you started speaking your mind. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't... Who, I didn't, Trey
0: definitely didn't win it. Did no, win Luka, it? Won it. Luka, yeah, Luka, Luka won, won it. Yeah, Luka won it.
2: Yeah. I can't
5: remember. Because every everything about that season was, oh, the Hawks have been dumbasses again.
1: Um, credit to Jordan, who was the only one who got the offensive rebound. The most bait name there was Walt Chamberlain. So if you said Walt Chamberlain, you've got some extra time there. Uh, I didn't So... <laughs> <laughs> we'll start from fifth. So unfortunately, I think this is what third, fourth time in a row whenever we've done this. Bless him. I think he's always been lost. Oh yeah. three, three This eight. is
5: not, it's not my <laughs> so, <practice>. funny enough. <laughs> I need that. I need that college clock, bro. That's like,
1: 30 seconds. wildy's three P actually got three points. So yeah, wildy came in fifth with three Woo-hoo! names.
2: Three for three.
1: Speedball <laughs> um, Jesus. Uh Matt Harris came fourth with five. And then we have joint second with Jordan and Bray with six each. No. However, low key, Jordan did get an offensive rebound. So I'm not sure if I could just, if I should just sort of squeak him up a little bit, but no. we'll keep it at six for oh now. We'll God, keep he it six. Below
3: because he had extra time and still couldn't get as many, get
0: yeah. more
2: whoa, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Guys, guys, guys,
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it's not your time. Guys, it's not your time. Okay. You're in second, doesn't matter.
2: How many did he throw me in front of the gun <laughs> out of so, nowhere.
1: <laughs> Alex did really well, actually. Um, so he was, he was rattling off names at the start and getting them all right. And then at the end, he just said random names and had to, like, okay, did he win rookie The just had to write them down. Alex got nine. Um, so yeah, Alex is the winner this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, credit to him. MC Dub. Always coming in clutch, <laughs> baby,
0: Michael Carter Williams. And also, I remembered that Embiid lost out to Brogdon, so I was like, "Yeah, that yeah. sticks."
1: Yeah, you went Brogdon Embiid, then you went for all the bait people.
3: Mm. But although I'm li- I'm, li- I'm literally looking at it and I'm like, that is absolutely mad. Like it, it just doesn't really compute in my brain that Ben Simmons was rookie was um, rookie of the year two years after Karl Anthony Towns.
0: He yeah, missed the year because he, he, he was injured.
3: Yeah, like that's that's mental. Like like how how I feel like Ben Simmons has been in the league way longer than Cat because cats, cats <laughs> just been in Minnesota just doing nothing.
0: What are you saying, Marty? What are you saying about?
3: I was just saying the Ben Simmons thing is great. Somebody
5: tweeted like I think the year after Ben won, and there was a big controversy. I can't remember who tweeted about it, but Ben yeah. was like, nah no, bro, I'm gonna win it. Like it was really <laughs> <weird>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah they get him every year they're like ben's gonna win that's about rookie of the year it's
1: very funny. Yeah. <laughs> quite interestingly four of the last six rookie of the year winners have are well are from outside of america so you've got luka Doncic, ben simmons carl anthony towns from the dominican republic and andrew wiggins so it's quite interesting and um i was looking at the list the last 10 rookie of the years are still in the nba are so also in the nba can you guess who the last rookie of the year winner who's currently not in the nba
0: and it's to past 10 like as
3: in it's, it's been yeah. 10 years is he not i didn't realize he wasn't
1: yeah no, i didn't realize either yeah no i'm looking at the list so i'm not gonna answer yeah. oh yeah. is it Sorry.
3: um wait someone just say something no. no you go for it it's not it's
5: not um oh man
1: <laughs> can you give it's us a
5: clue man's
1: totally gone evan turner no you're 50 percent there Evan Turner, you're fifty percent. Wait, so,
0: hang on. So you're telling me his first name is either Evan or his last name is Turner?
2: Uh, well, who the hell is? Who the hell is? <laughs> <Evan>? <laughs> what? Switch,
4: switch um, those initials around. T E. Who the hell
0: was T E?
1: You he, the, had he, had, he had an amazing rookie season and then just yeah. completely fell off. Tyreek Evans, yeah. No. Oh, he's not uh, in the league. Damn. Yeah, he like averaged twenty-five and five. And that and that was going to be what Boogie and Tyreek Evans taking that team to new heights, but uh, tough on Sacramento. I saw,
2: I saw they changed his out,
1: position.
5: Like, yeah, that's exactly it. They moved him to shooting guard. If they just kept him at point guard, he could yeah. have been like a poor man's Russ
1: yeah that's been this edition of shoot your shot mr alex ward finally comes up on top after the the poor var refereeing decision from last time we did shoot your shot <laughs> he manages to get his own back um yeah so if anyone actually has got a category they they think will be good to do you can go ahead and do it as well because i, I want to sort of flex my muscle see how good i am at, at this interesting well
0: yeah hopefully someone comes up with a good category Um, Maybe it's a case of the winner takes it on, and then it gets passed over. Week eight, there was a lot of losses, but you know we've got some high points, and I think the leaderboard is continuing to be very competitive. So we are going to be back next week, same time next week, and we're going to be looking at the southeast and the northwest divisions and see how it is shaping up for those ten teams. So from the sick man myself. And all the other GMs, it is over and out.
2: Peace. Yeah.